This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke. Uh, a full cast here. It's actually the full Mackey and Judd cast. We've got uh, Judd rocking his surly gear. I think he was, uh, I heard the wild game in the background there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, indeed. Some Anthony LaPanta on his phone. We've got our executive producer, Declan. We've got Kyle. Kyle and I both were out running errands or whatever and uh, saw Twitter <laughs> and sprinted home here. So let's just start. Breaking news. We're live, by the way. It's a, it's a rare live edition of Flagrant Howls on the Score North YouTube channel. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. A blockbuster trade involving the Timberwolves, the Lakers, and the Utah Jazz. Uh, getting this from Shams and from Woj and other places. So the gist of it is, like the main players involved here, Timberwolves send D'Angelo Russell to the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers send Malik Beasley to, uh, I'm sorry, Lakers send uh, Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz. And then the Jazz send Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt to the Lakers. So they also get those two guys. And Mike Conley Jr. plus a second-round pick, and there's a couple other peripheral players involved here, too, to the Wolves. So let's start with Kyle. You're, let's go around the room just quick, like 30-second thoughts. We can break this all down. The Timberwolves basically traded three months of D'Angelo Russell for a year and a half of Mike Conley and um, a second-round pick. Your thoughts? February 8th, 2023, the Minnesota Timberwolves trade D'Angelo Russell. February 8th, 2020, the Minnesota Timberwolves introduced D'Angelo Russell. That was the day wow. that they had the big press conference and they yeah. had traded for him from the Warriors. Um, Pretty simple. Phil and I talk about this all the time. Um, If you weren't going to m- marry him this summer when he's a free agent and he's due for a contract extension, you know, four years, maybe max money, if you're not going to marry him, you got to break up. Uh, and I don't think they had any indication or inclination that they wanted to sign him to a big deal that they wanted to partner with him moving forward. So you have to make this deal. Uh, you get a point guard back, and then you get picks, which, uh, as we've discussed at length, you need because the cupboard's pretty bare. So you had to make this move. How will it affect them short-term? I don't know, but long-term, it's probably the smart move because they weren't going to resign him. I love I love this trade. One, I have been advocating for D'Lo to be traded for about a month now. In fact, it's in write that down. I got to write that down right. I love this trade because um, while D'Angelo Russell actually found a rhythm w- within this offense as it became point ant, but then off the ball, D'Lo was shooting pretty damn well. Um, 
I wasn't a big fan. And I don't think Chris Finch was. And I heard Conley was definitely not. And so there was no way, to Kyle's point, that he was going to come back. If he wasn't going to come back, one, get something, including draft picks, because, my God, you need draft picks. And the second thing is, you know, this whole premise from back in the Gerson, um, when Gerson made the trade, which was D'Lo and his good buddy Cat United, this is going to be incredible, never really happened. Uh, and last thing, Mike Conley, 16 years in the league, 35. Yes, he's old, but you know what he brings? He brings a level of credibility and professionalism that I don't know you got consistently from a guy who last night purposely got thrown out of a game because <laughs> he was pissed off. So I, I actually <laughs> applaud this move. All right, Dex, what's your gut reaction here? I really like this trade. Look, uh, D'Lo's been playing some of the best basketball of his life over the last two months. Um, but if you were going to lose him in free agency and the salary slot spot is also very important, uh, you are going to gain a lesser player, you know, quote unquote, lesser player in Mike Conley, who's up there in age and maybe not um, the player he used to be. But he's a dude that's played playoff basketball before. He's a, a good vet. He has good numbers with Rudy Gobert. I think this is the best possible deal the Wolves were going to get. And you couldn't walk up D'Angelo Russell right up to free agency and then just hope he signs back because it, it's going to cause too much con- uh, confusion with the salary cap, with the Wolves having to extend Ant, having to extend Jaden. So to be honest, you're, you're, you're sacrificing some salary for a lesser player that still keeps that salary slot on the books. I know there's some complicated math involved here with the cap, but to be honest, I think this is a pretty solid trade for the Wolves. They, they still get a decent point guard who can start and play a little bit, um, but I, I really like this trade. Uh, they also, uh, I'm, I'm going through some other tweets here, so they do also wind up with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who is actually four years ago, three years ago, the 17th overall pick in the draft, I believe by the Pelicans. But he's, I mean, he's he can shoot some threes. He's a wing player. Um, I don't know how much of a factor he's going to play down the stretch for the Wolves. And they get they wind up with three second-round picks, a 2024, a 2025, and a 2026 second-round picks. My guess is there are some reports that, Tim Connolly was holding out for maybe a first round pick, saying, Hey, hey Utah, we gave you a lot of those <laughs> first round picks. Please. Can we get one back? All right. I love this trade for the Timberwolves. <laughs> there are way too many people sort of looking at D'Angelo Russell's last few weeks, the shooting streak, and he has played the best basketball probably of his career, uh, largely over the last couple of months here, but. Mike Conley is a better fit for these Timberwolves. If you would have told me, and I was texting with Kyle earlier, I think straight up, if you were to ask me, who's the better fit to help the Timberwolves win games the next two months and the playoffs, D'Angelo Russell or Mike Conley? And people are going to hate me for this. D'Lo defenders out there. Mike Conley is a better fit for these Timberwolves than D'Angelo Russell. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, in an interview with Yahoo Sports a few weeks ago, was asked, hey, uh, how, how is it sort of mentoring Anthony Edwards and helping him along? What's it been like uh, to be sort of uh, his big brother on the court? And his answer was, I'm an alpha too. Okay, guy. No, we need someone here to help stir the drink, get other people involved. And uh, Mike Conley, even though he's 35 years old, is just a professional point guard. He's not the same player maybe he was five years ago. Um, but if you look at their careers, like let, let's let's forget about you know the last three or four months. Well, Delo's hot. Okay, well that could cool off at any time. Long sample size, you know, seven to ten year sample size. Conley and Delo, same career three point percentage. Conley has a slightly better 
historical shooting percentage, and effective field goal percentage. Conley's a better, not a great, but a better defender than D'Angelo Russell. And here's the biggest thing. Conley has great chemistry with Rudy Gobert. Last season in Utah, per 100 possessions, when those guys were on the court together, they were a plus 10 points per 100 possessions. D'Lo and Gobert are a minus one per 100 possessions. Conley has winning DNA in his career. It's not a coincidence. He's been a key piece to 10 different playoff teams, five different 50-plus win teams. I know it sounds like a hot take, but this is a great trade if it was D'Lo for Conley straight up and the Wolves get other assets involved. So if anyone wants to fight me on that in the comment section, they're welcome to. But I stand firmly behind this hot take. No, and I, I saw someone say that, like, oh, second-round picks, yay. Second-round picks, I mean, last night I basically chose to watch Josh Minot play basketball over watching LeBron James break the all-time scoring record, and Josh Minot was drafted in the second round. So um, they're not nothing. And also the Lakers just a couple weeks ago traded a couple second-round picks for, like, Rory Hachimura, who was a lottery pick, like, kind of fell out of favor in Washington, but is starting for the Lakers. So second-round picks aren't nothing. You usually can see a deal where you – move two seconds for something else down the road. So getting draft capital is, again, not nothing. And also, too, I don't think Mike Conley is the starting point guard of whenever this thing reaches its apex, right? Like, this is a four- or five-year experiment with Gobert. Um, Yeah, Conley helps. Everything Phil said is true. He'll help with Gobert. But I also think, too, this, again, there's a a really good tweet that Dane Moore put out that kind of, he basically did an Excel tutorial on what this means and this just gives the Wolves more time. Basically, yes. it allows them to like sign another lease <laughs> rather than go month to month with D'Angelo Russell. They didn't want to do that anymore. They do want to get a house at some point. They want to find the perfect point guard next to Ant. I don't think that's Mike Conley. But this at least, again, the salary slot is a real thing. And now you have more time to kind of figure this all out. This is like, you know, me trading my upstairs neighbors who, you know, have caused problems <laughs> in my life for, you know, more reasonable neighbors. I mean, this yeah. is kind of the same same trade with, with Kyle's Lottick there of, of trading the lease option here. So I, 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 I really identify with that. If you were going to um, not bring a guy back who is going to walk, this makes perfect sense. And I guess my question is this. So if you're saying if you're up and I don't think that, that this is the prevailing thought, but if you're up in arms, how does this make sense? Typical wolves, blah, blah, blah. Did you really think that they were going somewhere this spring with D'Lo playing for them? Like, I, I mean, I went to four of the four of the five games on the last homestand, and I'm going to tell you right now, he put up the stats. That what drove what drove me crazy, and like this is the typical thing with guys like that. Um, the game that they were the game that they were getting blown out, and they were playing just awful. And in the fourth quarter, here comes D'Lo. And he starts hitting, and he's getting credit on Twitter. You know, look at D'Angelo Russell staying engaged. No, there's no pressure now, and he's putting up the stats. So I I think that this is firmly a two-pronged thing. One, Gerson wanted to get out at the time from Wiggy, and we can debate that or not, but there's no question about that, right? And the second thing was they thought that D'Lo and Kat were going to bring this magical, you know, these guys are best friends, blah, blah, blah. And – I'll give Conley this and Finch too. I think they both looked at us and said, no, it's yeah. not going to work. And so, so like, this is not some, to me, this is not some shocking, how could you do this trade? It's going to submarine you. If we want to, if we want to focus on trades that might be a problem, the Gobert trades that trade. Uh, this trade to me is digging out from under and contractually probably 
doing a smart thing. And to Kyle's point, too, Conley's known for what? Conley is known for, right or wrong, and I think it's right, maximizing second-round picks. And there are second-round picks. Like, we're, we've been conditioned to not believe that because for years the Timberwolves basically either sold them off per Glenn Taylor's or they just That's did a right. terrible job. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, second-round picks can contribute. So I absolutely have no problem. This, to me, is not a trade that somehow is going to blow up as this awful trade. No, this is, uh, you know, and to kind of piggyback off of the, because there's the player aspect to this trade, but then there's the asset management sort of spreadsheet side of this trade, which Kyle was sort of laying out, and and Dane has a two-minute video kind of explaining this in spreadsheet form uh, that I retweeted about an hour ago, so check that out. But what the Wolves have to look at two years out on the horizon, let's talk about the spreadsheet side of this too, okay? Because, again, I, you, you guys heard my take. I think from a player-for-player player standpoint, D'Lo might be the more, like, talented player. He's certainly the younger player, the more spry player. But just player-for-player, player, Conley's a better fit for these Timberwolves, and that's why I like it. But in two years from now, assuming that you sign Anthony Edwards to a max contract extension, it would be his first ever, like, the rookie-scale max contract coming off your rookie contract. Jade McDaniels is going to get $20, $25 million a year on his next contract. If you keep Cat and Gobert, and right now those guys are on the roster, with those four players alone in two years, you are projected to be at least $10 million over the salary cap, $20 million from the luxury tax threshold, and you haven't even filled out the other eight to ten players on your roster yet. So there was really no way they were going to re-sign D'Angelo Russell for like $30 million a year on a four-year contract because that would then put you $10 million into the luxury tax with seven or eight or whatever more slots on your roster left. So re-signing him, unless you were going to get rid of the cat contract or flip Gobert a year after you traded you know, the farm for him, there was almost no way they were going to re-sign D'Angelo Russell. And so if you can flip the expiring contract for, in my opinion, a better fit for your team, you get Conley through next season – you could either have his money come off the books. You could flip that contract for something else. You get, like Kyle said, it's you're leasing an asset for one more year until you have to make a decision on it, and an asset that might actually help you more. Remember when the Timberwolves 20 years ago traded Stefan Marbury for Terrell Brandon, and people were, oh, my God, this is the end of, well, when you get rid of the shoot-first, undersized, sort of me-first, not-a-team guy, point guard, undersized guard guy, and you bring in someone that's looking to facilitate and actually make his teammates better with some dog in him, you might be surprised at how many games you can actually win by by saying goodbye to a player like that. I just don't think D'Lo is a winning DNA player. And so I just I continue to look at this and say, wow, Tim Connolly, this was a nice little trade deadline pickup, Kyle. My, my dad's just a massive you-are-what-your-record says, and then he applies that also to, like, resumes and stuff. Like, you can't pretend you're the president if you've never, like left an entry-level job. So I say all that to say, like, there's really good Russell stuff. Uh, he was a big reason that they won that playing game. Uh, I always, Conspiracy Kyle thinks that D'Angelo Russell's the main reason Carlton Towns didn't demand a trade after the whole Tibbs fiasco, because him and Carl are tight, Deal and Cat. Um, maybe not as tight as people think, but that bridged kind of the gap to then getting Ant, getting Jaden, and having a happy Carl, and then whatever they do with Carl down the road. Um... But in the same vein, you are what your record says, you are what your resume says, D'Angelo Russell's 26. This will be his fifth team. That's not nothing. 
and I'm kind of more pro D'Lo than I think others, but like this is the fifth different team. Obviously, he was drafted by the Lakers, but at some point that kind of factors into to what Phil was saying. It's like, you know, no one's ever wanted to be married to him. When Brooklyn could do better, they did better. And when Golden State could do better, they did better. And Minnesota now thinks that the salary slot of Mike Conley and these picks is better than, you know, and this sucks today because we're not going to know the answer today, but it'll be interesting to re- revisit this this summer when you see what D'Lo's extension numbers are. Because if they are four years, 145, that might change how you think of this because I don't know if that's anything that a Timberwolves fan would want to pay. Exactly. And I, I I think you're right about the cat thing. Like, there's no question that when they got, uh, when they got D'Lo, that, you know, at that time... It definitely was to appease Cat to a certain point, but you know, Kyle, that was before the ant thing had started, really. Yep. And like, and and like the other thing that I like is Mike Conley, in my opinion, is going to have a positive effect on Ant. I don't think D'Lo's style and play and personality did, and so I'm not nearly back then. I, I guess I was in lockstep with the Wolves executives who were very concerned about Cat. You know, we got to keep him happy. You don't want him demanding a trade. You don't want, and I mean, Phil. Phil and I talked about that on the old show a lot. Well, that's really changed now. And this is this is Ant's team, and Ant's a different personality. And as much as I think that Ant is Ant is a mature player at times, not all the time, but he's certainly a very talented player. I also think having ultra mature adults around him helps. And I can't say that I saw that in D'Lo. I think Conley's going to bring that. Um, and and just. Frankly, at this point in time, I'm not nearly as concerned as I was a few years back about Cat. And Cat, Cat to me has to come back and fit in. This is not. This is not Carl. What can we do for you? This is uh, Ant. Really has separated himself. He plays in every damn game. Deserves credit. And now it's okay, Cat. You're back. But this is going to be incumbent on you to fit in. We don't need to just go out of our way to please you. When that trade was made by Gerson, they definitely did. So on the you you bring up sort of the the maturity angle of this too, and you know, Kyle and I before the season started, kind of it kind of started off as a joke, and then we actually <laughs> did leadership power rankings on flagrant howls, and okay. a it, it was a hard exercise. Uh, B I think Torian Prince was like atop that list at one point, and then maybe Austin Rivers was, D'Lo was nowhere near like the top of that list at any point. Kyle, if we were to update our leadership power rankings with the Timberwolves, Mike Conley is definitely, I mean, he's not going to come in right away and, like, direct traffic on his first day. I don't. Is he going to play tonight, or are they gonna, is he going to sit? Because they're, they're, they're playing Utah tonight, As right? they were recording this, at like, right <laughs> at tip-off of Timberwolves Jazz, I just saw a tweet that Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like, essentially just walked across the arena yeah. and is now in the Timberwolves locker room shaking yeah. hands. It's been done um, before. D'Andre Russell is probably on a plane to L.A., um, no, I, I think to go back to what Judd said really quick, I think this is that's a, he made a really good point about. Uh, I think the Rudy Gobert trade is still a trade that was made to maximize Carl, and now we haven't really seen them play, but maybe to maximize the Carl timeline. When you're in the NBA, you only really reach your peak at like 26. That's when you start to really heat up, and by the time Ant's 26, Rudy Gobert might not even be on the roster. This move is about Anthony Edwards. This move is almost essentially saying like we believe this is Ant's team moving forward because you're clearing the deck for what Phil and I talk about every week like him becoming a Luka Doncic him becoming kind of a younger Harden like just putting the ball in his hands more and having a sidekick that doesn't really need the ball D'Lo did a good job of that 
these last couple of months for sure, spotting up, hitting a lot of threes. But long term, again, if you pay D'Angelo Russell four years, 150, you can't just have him be a spot up shooter. So this seems like a move that embraces the Anthony Edwards timeline a little bit more. But yeah. Um, and then again, too, I don't I can't stress it enough. This team spent like nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars of their budget on a on a house like they need second round picks. They need some sort of asset. You can trade two seconds for a late first during the draft. So that's not nothing. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not the Lakers pick, but to be able to hold out and get those three seconds is not even propaganda. Like that's a real thing. This team needed any asset they could get. And to your point, too, I know not to not to like, uh, you know, pump up the second round picks too much because in general, second round picks are a, a big time lottery. However, like you said, sometimes there's five teams that aren't looking for a first yeah. round pick. There's teams that and the Wolves were in this position before, too, you know, years ago where we don't really want the guaranteed contract. We'd re- actually rather have a, uh, you know, an early second round pick so we can make a choice after training camp as to what kind of uh, uh, commitment we want to make to these players. So just getting assets back, I just I guess what I would want to know, and maybe we can peruse through some of these comments is because it, it feels I'm I'm going through our Scorn Earth YouTube comments. It feels very fifty fifty that fifty percent of people are loving this trade or at least understand the trade, and then there's fifty percent of people that literally think Tim Connolly is here as like a surrogate from Denver to sabotage the Timberwolves. That this is a franchise altering bad trade. I need the people that think that to explain that to me because. What did you think was going to happen? D'Angelo Russell was going to carry this team to the Western Conference Finals or something? Right. The dealer was going to re-sign for $30 million a year over four years, and you were going to be you know, $10 million into the luxury tax in two years without even accounting for the eight other players on the roster? Like They had to make a choice here to, to, to recoup some value on this asset, and he's not even that good. He's not even Delo's not even one of the fifteen best point guards in the NBA. You could say he you could make a case he might be a better player, just individually no context, than current day Mike Conley. But I don't think you can make a case that he's this this like franchise carrying, yes, the Clippers game. I agree with Kyle. If it wasn't for Delo, that one game against the Clippers, the plan, they'd probably lose that game. I'm not saying he's garbage, I'm not saying he's worthless, but People are acting like, oh, my God, they traded Kevin Garnett to the Celtics for, you know, Marcus Banks and three bags of basketballs or something <laughs> here. Like, that's not what happened today. The Timberwolves got value on a non-needle-moving player today that doesn't even add that much to the room from a chemistry perspective. In fact, I think he probably takes away, if you were to zoom out and compare it to, like, a professional uh, right. like Mike Conley. So, I again, I, I don't get it. I don't get that reaction. If you want a chance... Also, to dump on the Wolves and Conley, look, it's still there. The, the Gobert <laughs> trade is still out there. Um, and and here's the thing, too. So, one, there's no question. D'Angelo was going to leave. He was going to leave. So he wasn't coming back. I don't think he wanted to come back. I think what that we've seen, like, guys like him aren't going to stop putting up stats. But there are things that are telltale. And, Phil, you're right. The Yahoo Sports piece. I'm an alpha two is basically saying, I don't want to be forgotten about. Now that's a problem when you got ant there and you're saying, hold on a second here, D'Lo, this team's about ant number one, not you. So, and, and I, I think that we had seen enough in the last two weeks that this was a guy, it might not come out, but he was giving no indication that he wanted to stay here. So he was gone. The other thing to go back to the play in game two is in a real world of where this is going to someday 
someday potentially go right. The disappearance of Cat against the Clippers in that game was far more concerning than the fact that D'Lo saved you that that night. Like, that's the type of game where the ants and the cats have to st- step up. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to be mad at the Wolves and Conley, go right ahead and let's go back to the Gobert trade and all of those draft picks. Uh, but this, to me, this, to me, is a common sense move. It's and and if you're a if you're a D'Lo stan, that's a different thing. But if you are a Wolves fan, I don't see how you're going to have a problem with this trade. And quite frankly, I don't think in any way, shape, or form that this team, as a team, got worse. Real quick here, I want to jump in with this comment here that's on the screen on the YouTube comment section. Maya Mackie loves this trade outside the door here, by the way. Uh, Yang Gang says, stop looking at just D'Lo alone. It's the fact that in the Western Conference, we got worse while the Lakers got way better. Um, I, won't, I, actually, I actually agree with the Lakers part of it. I think D'Lo is a much better fit to play with LeBron and the rest of that team. Russell Westbrook was kind of a shipwreck player at this, at this stage. So I agree the Lakers got better. But a quick poll of the room here. And again, Feel free to fight me on this. Do you think the Timberwolves got worse today? No, not yeah. at all. I, I, not at all. Um, the, the West is obviously super jammed right now, but in my opinion, bringing in a veteran guy who kind of knows this offense and can vibe with Rudy a little bit more is more important than a really volatile D'Lo. Like D'Lo obviously carried the Wolves to that win over the Clippers, and he deserves mad respect. In fact, maybe that, that that's probably his crown jewel moment, right, of his Timberwolves career is, is that game. Hell, it might be his crown jewel moment of his entire career. But you saw the ceiling of where the Wolves could be last year, right? It was a nice 48-win team, pushes a two-seed to a six-game series, but you knew you had to take the next step here. And I think running it back with D'Lo again, even in a crowded Western Conference, which is still the case right now. If you've played Memphis again, it's probably going to end in a very similar fashion where you're bounced in the first round. I actually like the path of getting a point guard and Mike Conley, who has been around the block a few times and can make your offense a little bit better. And at the same time, kind of turn the key over here to Anthony Edwards. I mean, that, that is also another underlying part of this trade is they're clearly moving towards Ant. And then how does Cat, you know, draw into there? That's a completely different conversation. But I think trading D'Angelo Russell was the right move and getting someone like Mike Conley does, in my opinion, move the needle to you possibly winning a first round series. Did the wolves alter their season? That's my question. My response is they did not, but like, what's my expectation right I, now? I think they did. Well, I think they did. I'm, I pessimistic. think they are I'm, a level better with Mike Conley than well, D'Angelo. Russell. They might be, but I'm very pessimistic regardless. Shocking. Uh, and, and look, Again, we got to come back to this. The guy, the dude was going to leave. What what did he do? What did you see that 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 said from either side he might come back? There was no indication. Right, hold on, let's but, but hold on, let's let's get, let's get back to that. Just answer the question. Are they better or worse right now, do you think? I think they are. I think their chemistry improved on, on the court it might be a wash. I mean, I I think they took a half step back because of just how hot D'Lo was, right? Our friend Kendrick Perkins was like, this is the best backcourt of 2023. He was shooting at such an absurd clip that I don't know if Conley can do that. But also, I mean, again, I'm on both sides of it. There were so many turnovers. And those turnovers is what, I mean, I dude, I have never seen a 32-2 to run in a basketball game in my entire life. 
And that was all because the Timberwolves were just turning the ball over left and right against the Nuggets. So yeah, they're no. going to need more shooting. Uh, they're going to need Torian Prince like in that lineup. They're going to, if they don't move Jalen Noel prior to Thursday, they're going to need him to be better shooting. Um, they need to get the, you know, self-proclaimed best shooting big man of all time back as well. Um, but from like, a, if they just turn the ball over less and run more efficient offense, that's going to make their defense look better. And again, prior to giving up 10,000 points to the Nuggets the other night, they had the best defense in the league over the last 10 games. So if you yeah. turn the ball over less and you're more efficient, that defensive rating is only going to get better because you're not going to be giving the ball up in transition. So, and to the Lakers thing quick, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait to see. I, I, I watched a Lakers team last night. Like, that team's not really good, uh, no matter what. And now they're basically just the Timberwolves of last year with, like, an old LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, and that Timberwolves team went to the play So, I'm not really just waiting for the Lakers to, like, make some big run. They're three games out of the play I think, at this point. So, yeah. not too worried about them, more worried about the Wolves. And I do think maybe a half step back. But, again, to, to something Judd said earlier, I think they make this trade even if the Gobert thing never happens. Like, I honestly think that they were, if Judd said it, like, if they knew he wasn't going to resign, you have to do this deal. I threatened to move to Cancun when the Gobert trade happened. I thought it was a terrible trade. Uh, you paid so much to get him. But I still think you do this because you can't just lose these assets for nothing. That is like sports 101, football, baseball, basketball. You can't just lose guy for nothing. You need to yes. move a slot down the road or get some picks or do something that you can then, again, I don't think Mike Conley is starting it for this team for the next decade, but... You needed a point guard. You needed assets. And if it's a wash on the court, Phil, to your original question, well, then it's a win because it's a wash on the court and you put some extra things in the cupboard. Um, so just some data here real quick to answer, to answer my own question. Are they, are they better today or worse today? Um, with Gobert and D'Lo on the court together, it's a minus one per 100 possessions. They're, so if you want to go Conley, Gobert, Compared to D'Lo Gobert, it's a 10-point difference. They're getting 10 points better with those guys on the court. I get that there's other players, and it's not that simple. But, okay, what about when Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell were on the court together? Okay, what about that pairing? Because that's a really important backcourt pairing. The Wolves were a net minus three points per 100 possessions when those guys were on the court together. It looked a little bit better the last few months, but they were not great together. They did not have good chemistry. They did not look like a pairing that was going to stand the test of time. I think this is a little bit apples to oranges, but uh, Donovan Mitchell, maybe a somewhat comparable player to Ant, a combo guard. Ant's a bigger body, and Ant's more of a freight train getting to the rim. But Mike Conley, when he played with Donovan Mitchell, was a plus five per 100 possessions last year. I think Conley is a better fit with Ant, and he's a better fit with Gobert. Oh, starting when whenever he plays, whether it's tonight or uh, the next leg of this of this road trip. So. I don't know. This is fascinating, guys, man. I got the feeling of this as well. I don't think D'Lo, for all, for all uh, the preseason publicity about how this would work with, you know, certain pairings, right? And, and it's going to work, Gobert and blah, blah, blah. I never felt D'Lo was all that interested in making in anyone else look good but D'Lo. So it never looked to me like, yeah, you know what? He's trying to work at this. Like, he's trying to... Um, the Gobert thing's weird because in some ways, you know what? It's a difficult fit. It, it takes time. I totally get that. But, you know, the other thing that stands out to me at times or or has is how many guys have actually embraced trying to adjust to him. And I felt like D'Lo, there were instances where he passed one, but it was almost a pain in the ass. 
Like I, I didn't feel that there was this, okay, I've got this guy who's a special player. He certainly has, um, he certainly has some, some limited abilities at times, but he also can do things. I felt like D'Lo was like, if this doesn't suit how I play, it's really not for me. And this is why I come back to, I do think the Timberwolves, their, their uh, culture improved tonight because I think now you're getting more pieces of a puzzle that actually fit. And that's the thing is, you know, as sports fans, we're all guilty of this, you guys, but we all fall in love with statistics, individual players, name recognition, and the NBA is the ultimate name recognition league but at some point in time too it comes down to chemistry and it comes down to when you get a special player like ant that you've got to say okay i need everyone else to buy in or go bear okay it might not be like your dream but if you buy in this can work and i think a guy like conley is going to come in and see that and point guys in the right direction and D'Lo, for lack of a better term, I always felt was out to get his. And and that's not a productive way to actually have a team. That's called a rotisserie basketball or baseball team. Well, I think you're you're talking about the Wolves need a, a better conductor at that position. I think D'Lo, even you know, by his own admission, would tell you he enjoys the scoring part of being a point guard more than he enjoys the facilitating. He's a good facilitator when he wants to be. And I'm not trying to trash on the guy or say he's a garbage player. But, yeah, in terms of who is going to be the better leader, who is going to be a better facilitator and someone that's going to make Ant better and someone that's used to playing with Gobert, I agree with all of your points. Without without it being a dump fest on D'Lo, I agree with all of your points. Yes. Also, because uh, I think maybe Dex put this up as a comment, or I've heard this, or people have texted me, uh, that the, the Tim Connolly and the Timberwolves are just trying to be the, the Utah Jazz. That okay. would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I have told I my therapist like, what is wrong with people. I have told my therapist secretly, like, I am probably never going to see my favorite basketball team win a title. So if you're telling me that this is one step towards making them those damn Utah Jazz that won fifty games for like four or five straight years, and you think, as Phil and I have said, that maybe Ant has a slightly higher ceiling than a Donovan Mitchell, I am in because I am very happy watching playoff basketball and not like yeah. being on Tankathon in February. So this idea that they're just, oh, you're just trying to copy what they did. You mean like that successful team or like, oh, you're just trying to get former Grizzlies. You mean that successful franchise? Like, yeah, that's – look at Houston, right? Look at even OKC for as fun as they are. Like, you need adults. You need like veterans. You need people that are going to not let that Nuggets game happen. Um, and that's, yeah. I guess, the the gamble that you do here with a Conley over, over D'Angelo Russell. I mean, aesthetically too, like D'Lo is four years, five years younger, but – it wasn't like he was playing at a young athletic pace. Like he's a slow, methodical guy. So the floor, the fit on the floor is going to be pretty much the same. You're going to lose some shooting. But again, you hope that Phil and I started this in September. The deepest team in the league just needs to use some of that depth to spread the floor out and maybe get Carl back and, and see how this all looks. So yeah, that's right. Deepest team in the league. Print the t shirts. <laughs> deepest deepest team. team in the league. Yeah, banner. Put the exactly put the banner up at Target Center from the Rafters. We are the deepest team in the league. Uh, by the way, Nas Reed is playing tonight, so he hasn't been traded yet. But they do still have uh, another day before. I don't think he's going to get traded. I don't I think, think this was either. the Wolves' move here. Maybe Jalen Noel gets traded, but I don't even know what you would be getting. I think for him this actually this maybe off the consult with our cap guru, but uh, I think this actually increases the likelihood that Nas stays. 
I think you just sign Nas, move into next season, and just kind of figure it out, right? Like, if you go above the luxury tax or you're in the luxury tax, you don't pay it that day. You get put it on A Rod's tab. Yeah, time. Yeah. Mark Lurie told me he'd pay. (laughs) No problem. Don't even get me started. Just as soon as he pays for the team, which we don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but don't worry. Oh, they made their December payment. It's the Wolves. It's the Wolves. It'll be fine. What could go wrong? Um, so another thing too, I keep, I, there's a lot of comments here. I'll put one of them on the screen here. Um, it's, it's the same guy spamming in all caps here. Little Doug 4L. We see your comment, buddy. You don't have to post it 500 times. It's not that Mackie. We lost the Gobert trade. They gave up too much for Gobert, but the Timberwolves are still in the mix for a three seed in the Western conference. When Gobert's on the court, they are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. They just brought a point guard in to make the Gobert offensive side of the ball potentially even better. To say that they have, like, made this epic mistake on the Gobert trade front without letting the season play out. Okay, what if I were to ask you guys, let's say they win a first-round playoff series. Would you consider this season a failure if they won a first-round playoff series for the first time in almost 20 years? Success. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, there is a but, but there's a Judd and I will literally hang for this banner ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. first round, (laughs) first round champ, Western Conference first round champions, 2023. Because like they could easily get matched up with the the, ladder and hang it. They could get matched up with the Kings or something in the first round. I mean, they're they are they are in prime position to make the playoffs and maybe win a first round. Like until until this thing plays out, I don't. I think we have to stop with the the Gobert trade slandering here for a moment. Let's let the first season of it play out and see what happens. That's my only plea to these people. <laughs> Beard gang just chimed in. Another, Another disaster, disaster of a trade. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a disaster. I just, that's the part I don't get. Explain it. Someone explain specifically how I mean, this D'Lo trade is a disaster just, for the franchise. Just say, just type, I hate the Timberwolves. I, I'll get that. I am D'Angelo Russell's second cousin. I'll I'm get here that. to defend him on the internet. <laughs> but I mean, if you just assume that this team is going to screw up everything, I understand that sentiment. But this is not a disaster of a, a trade. I I love it because I was I had turned on D'Lo about two weeks ago, and Dukes was unsure if he'd be traded or not. And I'm like, what's the point? What's the point in keeping him? I don't think Finch could stand him. So. I like it. Also, this is a really big week for NBA fans because some people just like the transactions and, well, when Twitter existed, the the notifications um, more than the actual game. But this, I'm telling you right now, like this guarantees more fireworks because Mike Conley, again, kind of like Gobert, Gobert, Mike Conley is not the point guard who will start next to Anthony Edwards when Ant is in his all-NBA prime, multi-all-star, like when Ant's 25, Conley's not going to be the guy next to him. This is a, again, for the ninth time, like kicking the can down the road a little bit, salary slot, get some assets. Um, I don't know if Mike Conley is the starting point guard of this team game one of next season. Uh, This at least gives you more flexibility to do some stuff. I think Conley's contract next year is like partially guaranteed. So there's a lot more you can do with this now. And to Beard Gang's idea, like if you don't do this, you're just essentially saying D'Lo, Ant, Jaden, Carl, Rudy, like that's just kind of it. And I think this, you know, maybe that would have been good. I don't know. We never got to really see it. But this at least gives you more flexibility to do more stuff. Um, and it's, again, they lost the Gobert trade. I, I don't think anyone on this thinks differently. They paid way too much for a house. But they have the house, and now they're trying to figure out how to decorate the right. rooms and stuff. And this is mm-hmm. one of those moves. 
Exactly right. Yeah. And also the one of the themes we talked about at the end of last season when you're looking ahead, okay, they made the playoffs for the first time, well, the second time in, you know, 17 years or whatever it was. There's multiple phases to, you know, advancing through the Western Conference. And oftentimes the guys that helped you get from 25 wins to 45 wins not all of those guys are going to be around when you try to go from 45 wins to 50 to 55 or from first-round playoff exit to first-round playoff win. And D'Lo, to me, never felt like a guy that was going to make the, the entire trek all the way through with Anthony Edwards and Cat. And so I think today you can sit here and say, you know what? They traded uh, an asset in Andrew Wiggins that was never going to blossom in the way that he did out west here. They wind up with D'Angelo Russell, who helped the Timberwolves get to, you know, a hard-fought six-game playoff series against the Grizzlies. Thank you for the good times. And now they're managing assets to try and put things around Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert and maybe Carl Anthony Towns that get them to the next step, which mathematically probably isn't 50 wins because they'd have to basically run the table. Um, but it could still very well be a first-round playoff victory, which I think should be the new goal at this point for... <laughs> The next two or three months. You're not wrong, but it's funny. The '50s uh, Nifty T-shirts uh, are still printing. We have, we never got those. Oh, we'll we get can count. Uh, let's count. Uh, we'll count preseason victories. We go back. Fifty second, fifty second round picks is the new. You goal. didn't say what yeah. season. You didn't say <laughs> what true. season. That's I mean, true. I yeah. someday it could happen. It's not completely outlandish. <laughs> uh, any other final thoughts from you guys here on this emergency flagrant house? By the way, if you're hanging out with us, if you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel. It would help spread the word about this uh, this Wolves community that we are looking to build. Uh, any other final thoughts from you guys? My final thought is this. I love trade deadlines. I don't care the sport. It could be the NBA. It could be baseball. It could be lacrosse. I don't even care. I love trade deadlines. And for all the people tonight who will say, you have to remember, these are I hate them because these are human beings being traded. They signed up for this, okay? I don't care. They signed up to be traded, and stuff like this, to me, is the most fun. This is this makes a sports fan be a, so much fun to see things like this. I love trade deadlines. It's also the end of, like, a, again, I know I, my first couple words were talking about February 8th, 2020 and February 8th, 2023, but, like, I'll never forget when I think Gerson Rosas took D'Angelo Russell in a helicopter tour of South LA. Like that's how this all started. They wined and dined him. He signed with the Warriors. Gerson was determined to get his James Harden. Uh, yeah. It's kind of an end of an era. Now, is that ERA or E-R-R-O-R? I don't know, but uh, it's an end of an era for sure. Like what you did there. I mean, look, the the even though the West is still jam-packed and nothing is really set in stone with those three through three seeds through the play-in, uh, the Wolves are in position here to play playoff basketball in back-to-back seasons for just like the second time in 20 years, dude. And if you really first think time. about that, first, first yeah, time first time in 20 years. I mean, I was used when I was a kid to them going to the first round and getting bounced all the time, but then I went a period of basically 19 years where they didn't even come close to making the playoffs. And ironically enough, you see a baseball team who has been in the playoffs a lot and has lost all those first-round series, completely different conversation in a completely different bar. That's where if they win a first-round series this year, that would be a huge success for them. So I'm excited to watch Wolves basketball. I think the Conley trade makes them still very, very interesting, and uh, I'm, I'm eager to see where it takes them from here, but I think at the end of the day, this was a pretty good trade. Amen. 
All right, boys. Uh, good session here. Emergency Flagrant Howls with Judd and Declan joining. You can find Flagrant Howls on the Score North YouTube channel. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and also on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed. This has been another episode of your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. And we'll see if Mike Conley can make it over to the Wolves locker room with a stitched jersey in time for the second half. They're up three points in the first quarter uh, with no go bear. No Austin Rivers because he's suspended. No, um, let's see here. Who else is hurt? I think it might just be those guys. Why is Gobert not playing again? The groin? He's got the groin thing going on. Good. By the way, they said said, uh, D'Lo initially was listed as out for personal reasons tonight. Mm. Yeah, he was traveling (laughs) to Los Angeles. Already on a a chartered flight somewhere. Josh Minot just checked in in the first quarter, so I need to go drink. Kyle needs to go. Yep. All right, you guys. (laughs) Poor, uh, Poor Kyle. We'll see you over on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us.